welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris, and I wanted to jump on today to talk about some tips for when you're ready to open up a business entity in Nevada. So the first one has to do with uh, manager versus managing member. Okay, so when you are ready to open up a business entity, and most of the time I'm going to tell you it's probably going to be an LLC because they're a lot easier to manage than a corporation, which we will talk about if we haven't already in another episode of Around the Gavel. Uh, But anyway, if we're talking about an LLC, then when you're forming it, if you don't have an attorney forming it, which of course I think you should have an attorney forming it for many different reasons, which I'll go into during this podcast, um, then you want to make sure you have it managed by managers, okay? Not managing members. And the reason for this is because if you have it managed by managing members, then your ownership will, or the members, the the manager's ownership in the company will be disclosed to the public. Uh, The Secretary of State requires that you check the box managed by manager or managing member and then you put that person's name so you want to make sure you check the box for manager not managing member because you don't need to tell everybody who owns the company part of the purpose in having a business entity is for privacy you don't necessarily want anyone to know who owns the business entity that's tip number one tip number two has to do with registered agents so whenever you form a business entity whether it be a corporation or an LLC you will need to appoint a registered agent and that person is the person that accepts process throughout the year on behalf of your entity meaning if you're the most common examples if you're sued so if you're sued then the person that's suing the company needs to look at the Secretary of State online to see who the registered agent is who's registered for service of process. That entity or individual will be the one that's literally served with the complaint. The process server will go to that entity or person and serve them with a complaint on behalf of the business. So you want to make sure that the person that you designate or the company that you designate is available during business hours, Monday through Friday, uh, you know, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. for service of process. And that's actually a statutory requirement. I say this because a lot of people mistakenly put their home address and themselves as their registered agent. There's a lot of reasons you definitely don't want to do that. Number one, again, is privacy, because now you've just put your home address on the public information website, including the Secretary of State's website. So you just put your home address out to the public. Most people don't want to do that. Number two, I doubt your home Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to accept service of process. So it's another reason you don't want to do it. Number three, if you're in a guard-gated community, then it's a really big problem because the statute in Nevada says that you can actually serve the gate guard. So you don't actually have to go into the development and knock on your door and serve you, you might just get served by them serving the guard at the gate. And who knows if the guard at the gate is actually going to give you the complaint when you come back through the gate. It might be a different guard on duty. It might get lost in a shuffle. So it's a, a risk that I wouldn't be willing to take because when you're served with a complaint, you only have in Nevada 21 days to answer the complaint. So you don't want to get into a position where 
you have no idea if you, that you have been served and the 21 days have come and gone and now they're trying to get a default against you. So that's another reason you want to be very careful about who you nominate as your registered agent. There's many companies that serve as registered agents and many attorneys. We serve as reg registered agents for a lot of our small businesses um, and we just charge a yearly fee to serve as the registered agent. And what we do and what most people do or most companies do that are registered agents is they when it's time to renew every year, they'll, they will send you a letter saying, hey, it's time to renew. Do you want to renew your entity? And then they take care of the renewal once you agree that you want to renew it. And then, of course, they're available throughout the year in case you are served with process. So be very careful about the registered agent. Uh, I also want to just, I'll just mention that since we are a litigation firm, we do do litigation. So meaning we do sue people <laughs> on a daily or weekly basis. The first thing we do if we're suing a business is look and see who the registered agent is because we have to in order to serve the complaint on them. And if we see that the registered agent is just the person that probably owns the company at their home address, we automatically think, okay, this is going to be really easy. You know, they don't even have an attorney. They don't even have a professional that's serving as a registered agent. So we automatically think that we're probably in a really good position because these people are unsophisticated. So it's also um, something to think about when you're considering that type of thing. Okay, so tip number three is taxation. Um, many people, this I can't tell you how common this is, I when I ask people, oh, okay, you have a business entity, what type of business entity do you have? So many times they say, oh, I have an S-corp. Um, I want to make sure that everybody that listens is understands that an S-corp is actually not a business entity at all. That isn't, it's not even an option as a response to what kind of business entity do you have. An S-corp is a way to tax the business entity. So it's, it's, it's a type of taxation for the business entity. For example, you can have an LLC taxed as an S-corp. So it's a tax election designation. That I just want to make sure everybody understands that because I've had people argue with me about that. There is no such thing as, a, as an S-corp business entity. It is literally a way that you are taxed. And you do not have to make that decision immediately when you open up a business entity. You have a certain period of time to make that decision, and I would certainly consult your CPA to decide whether that's the right tax designation for you. Okay, and the final tip that I wanted to talk about is operating agreements. So this, of course, is actually specific to LLCs because, like I said, most people, that's what they're going to have. They're going to have an LLC unless you're a publicly traded company on New York Stock Exchange. Then maybe you're going to have a corporation. But otherwise, in Nevada, it's just easier to do the LLC. Plus the fact that, honestly, it's cheaper. Uh, the Secretary of State charges less money to open up and renew LLCs than they do corporations. Uh, so with an LLC you have what's called an operating agreement. That's the rules of the game, the rules of the business. Uh, you don't have to, it's not required. You don't have to have an operating agreement. However, if it's more than one person that owns the business, then I would highly suggest that you have an operating agreement unless there are certain situations where you might not need one, which I'll go into in a minute. But for the most part, if it's just you, obviously you don't need an operating agreement because you're not going to get in a fight with yourself. Uh, so there's no reason to have rules because you're going to be making all the decisions, so it doesn't matter. But it, once you get involved with another person, then 
I highly, highly recommend an operating agreement, which is generally done by an attorney because they're customizable depending on the type of business and what kind of specific rules you want in place. So like I said, the operating agreement is the governing document of an LLC. And I do want to mention that if you don't have an operating agreement, then and you have a fight with your partner or partners, right, uh, then the only thing that that you can do if you can't resolve it is you're going to have to sue, you're going to have to go to court. And the problem with that is the Nevada revised statutes are very limited in what they say about this kind of situation. It's governed by NRS 86.286. And um, it, it basically doesn't, it, it just basically says that you're going to, that the court may dissolve the company if there's, if there's a problem. And actually, I'm sorry, I had the wrong site. It's 86.495. And I'm going to quote, the district court may decree dissolution of a limited liability company whenever it is not reasonably practical to carry on the business. So if you don't have an operating agreement that dictate the rules and you're fighting with your partners and you've got to get into court, then the only thing that the judge is guided by is this one statute, which was very vague. It doesn't say much. And basically the bottom line is, you're probably going to have to dissolve the entity and split the proceeds. So you definitely want an operating agreement in place to avoid court, which is also very costly. Uh, so you definitely don't want to even have to go there. So I highly, highly suggest an operating agreement if it's a business entity with more than one individual. Now, there are some exceptions. Um, one exception is maybe you don't need an operating agreement if it's just you and your spouse. Like I have a business. My law firm is... Uh, me and my partner, my partner's my spouse, we don't have an operating agreement because, frankly, we'd have a lot more problems than that if we disagreed. We'd probably be in divorce court. Uh, and even so, there's no reason that we need an operating agreement. But anybody else, if it's your you know, sister-in-law or your cousin or even your sister, I highly suggest an operating agreement so you don't get into a position where you've got to sue one another and spend a lot of money on uh, legal fees and costs. So those are the top tips. Tips Just to summarize, we talked about making sure that if you have an LLC, it's managed by managers, not managing members. We also want to make sure that you think about registered agents when you're setting up your business entity because they are important, and I highly recommend a professional, such as an attorney. Uh, and then we also talked about taxation and how the entity is taxed, and S-Corp is a form of taxation. It is not an entity in and of itself. And then we finally, we talked about operating agreements for LLCs and how these are, in my opinion, crucial and critical if you have any partners at all when you open up a business. So as always, if you want to talk about this more, dig in deeper, you can always give our office a call. We offer complimentary 15-minute phone consults. We also offer in-person consults for a fee. So feel free to give us a call. And if you have any feedback on this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks.